Lynn, you don't seriously think I'm your brother, do you? No. Well, Although, I did do some research online and Maya's right. It's a crazy world out there. Did you know that there were these twins on Long Island that were separated at look, birth? Look, look. My parents have been happily married for 33 years. I have a brother and a sister who I'm pretty damn sure is not you. Okay, fine. What does your father do for a living? He's a saxophone player. Oh, no. Saxophone players are notorious. Did you ever travel with a band or have a hankering for bipolar girls? No and no. Now, are we done? Uh, look, Lenny, I don't want to end up on Jerry Springer showing off my four-legged baby because I didn't do the research. I know we're not related. Because if you really were my sister, there's one word in the English language that you absolutely cannot pronounce. Not Paschetti. Welcome to the family. A girlfriend's podcast, or should I say, hot off the press? It's oh hell yes, right? Right? <laughs> I you don't guess. Even know. I think Etsy watched the wrong episode, so we don't, she don't even know that line. She don't know where it's at. No, I watched more than the right episode. I watched even more. She she watched more than the right episode. By the way, I'm Nettie Smith, and I'm Etsy Rowe. And today's episode is the penultimate episode of season four. It is called. New York Bound. Written by, guess who wrote it? Who? Mara? You know it's Mara. You know, when it's <laughs> when it go hard like that, you know it's mm-hmm. Mara. But it, if you're this good, write them all, Mara. Period. Damn. Anyway, original air date, 5-24-2004. Before we get into the episode, I want to say that Etsy Row, I watched Orphan First Kill. Okay. Okay. And I have some thoughts. Now, um, let's see how we're a minute into the episode. Um, Let's say if you don't want to hear spoilers for Orphan, go ahead and skip forward five minutes. Yes. So, (laughs) I watched Orphan First Kill and it was not that good. It was better than I thought it would be. I'm not going to lie. It was better than I thought it would be. But here's the problem with this movie. Besides the fact that it's a grown woman playing somebody who looked like a kid who's also playing a grown woman. There's a lot of layers. It's Inception. <laughs> Here's the thing. So there is a twist midway through the movie, of course. Like, I love my twists. Um, we find out that the mom actually helped bury the kid because the, the son killed her. So the missing kid ain't even missing. The missing kid is dead. So she's pretending to be a dead person so nobody believes her. Esther, that is. Period. All right. Now, that's a cute twist. I ain't gonna lie. That was cute. But after that happened, if you've seen the first movie, you know what's gonna happen. They tell you in the other movie. They do, but you don't know how it happens. You don't know the characters in which it happens with. It's like what happens when at some of these movies where you know that somebody's dead and they tell you at the beginning of the movie, but it's like, oh, let me take you through that story. That's what it's about. I don't like them, man. I don't like them. I don't like knowing what's going to happen. That, what's the point of watching the movie? I could have just left and, and not watched it and then went and did something else for the last 45. So I would say this. <laughs> I know whoever, if you if you don't like spoilers, you're probably not listening right now. But I would say it's a disservice to watch the first one, the non-prequel, Orphan. There was no suspense. And plus, at that point, once we found out the mom is, is bad and the, the little and the boy. little girl is bad and the son, who I'm rooting for? The dad? Yeah. I mean, I don't care if none of them die. Both of y'all can die. 
Esther can die, the mom can die, the son can die. I don't care. Y'all are all bad. So I like the first, I, I think that the first one was better, right? And this one was more campy. It didn't lean into the scary, scary. It was a bit more campy and more like sarcasm and dry humor a little bit, like that dark humor, which some people like it, some people don't. But if you're a fan of the first one for it being scary, then you're probably not going to like the second one because it's it's almost like a different movie without it being a different movie, if that makes sense. I don't even... I, I'm fine with campy. It just... Don't show me a movie where you're hoping the audience is dumb. I just don't like filmmakers thinking I'm dumb or thinking I am a child and I can't understand plots. Why do why, why you think they, th- they think they was dumb? Because you're 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 assuming... If I've watched the first movie, that I don't know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. First off, Esther's going to be in the next movie, like the next sequential order movie. So we know she ain't die. And then we find out that the house was on fire. They say that in the other movie. Mm-hmm. So we know that part. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fine. There's a twist. At the twist, I could have just been like, oh, that's it. That's all. Okay. So she evil too. But then you have to find out or stay. To find out the method of death. To see exactly how they die. You know it's through the fire, but I'm saying... I'm good. What, they fell off a, off a two-story building. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old boy died with the fucking fencing uh, sword. Chekhov's fencing sword. Which we knew was going to come into play. Because the first scene of the, of the, the family, they ain't going to show us no fencing sword and it ain't going to be used. It's Chekhov's fencing sword. I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not dumb. And then they showed us the crossbow midway through the movie. I'm like, that's coming back, too. Oh my god! <laughs> but you know what movie doesn't suck and does all the things that are right and has a great twist? You can laugh, you can cry, camp, all that stuff. Barbarian, go see it in theaters now. Thank you. Oh, by the time you hear this, it might be on one. streaming. I might, I might go see it again. It was a fun time, and go see it in a full theater where all y'all can be yelling at the screen. And do I have to see this in the theaters? Can I see it? You on? don't have to see it in the theater, but. You want a group. I don't know. It, it was cool in the theater because my theater was packed and there was a lot of like emotions. Okay. Based on what was happening. Did you on go screen. to the white community or the black theaters to see it? I went to the white theater. Oh, it's not going to be hitting then. But anyway, let's get into the episode New York Bound. This amazing episode. I loved it. I loved it. So start me off with the cold open Etsy row. Oh. Like the site. So Maya is chilling. She with Joan and Tony and she pulls out her book and then the book is ready, guys. It's ready. Oh, hell yes. Hot off the press. Oh my gosh. It's like a fully formed idea. From a fully formed idea to being able to see it, to feel it, to touch it. How do you think she got it like looking like a book? Like where do you go to get that done if you don't have a publisher? I don't know because I be seeing them with they with they books and they be selling them on a train and I'm like I know y'all ain't got no publisher because you selling it on a train so how you <laughs> how you got it looking like an actual book I be wanting to ask yeah you can't just go to Kinko's and they bound it like that and everything like yeah somebody huh. s- somebody let us know publisher writer literary book. literary Twitter um, <laughs> hit us up at us please at hell yes girl and let us know how you do that yeah. Because uh, uh, she said Kinko's, but Kinko's just going to print it out on regular paper. Yeah, they ain't going to make thought. it look like Unless a book. Unless there's, there's a special back room at Kinko's that we don't know about because we ain't writers. Right. Well, you got to learn that now, Etsy, for your book. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right, Coming right, right. soon. 
Um, so she chilling with uh with Tony and Joan, and then she brings it out, and she's like, "Okay, girls, twenty dollars." And Tony is like, "Um, why are you charging us twenty dollars when it's fifteen dollars on Crenshaw?" And then she's like, "Um, look at the neighbor we heard we in. It's twenty dollars. Thank you." So she gives them signed copies of the book. And Joan also buys one for Lynn. And I don't remember the joke that was said. I think it was kind of, kind of weak. About, about Lynn? No, the joke after they got into the, before the theme song. Like right before the theme song. In fact, you know what? Give me two. Because somehow or other, I'm going to end up buying one for Lynn. Come We're going to give the other copy to your mama because Lynn already bought one for $10 on the Alvarado off-ramp. <laughs> <laughs> you selling your book on the freeway. Off-ramp. Get it right. Mmm, okay. Because she doesn't like saying that she's selling her stuff on the street. Okay. Correct. <laughs> That's the joke. But uh, let's get a wig update. Um, Tony. You know what? It's looking a little better. They, they cut it. I they think it's something. It looks flatter, yeah. which is great. It ain't as poofy. Yeah, I think they made the braids underneath smaller to make the wig look flatter. Well, they just took some off the top. They took some hair off the top or they slicked it down a little bit. That too, but they did something. It's not the same. You're looking a lot less Chia Pet. <laughs> Chia. Anyway, so next we are in Lynn's apartment. And the first thing I said when we saw this opening, I was like, Lenny? We're at the Lenny episode? Mm. Damn. Look how far we've come. So Lynn's making out with a guy at her apartment. And he's like, ooh, I'm hungry. And she's like, me too. I always am after. Yeah, me too. Then 30 minutes after I eat. I'm ready for... Me too. Wow. Grandpa Poe's organic soy snacks? I live on those. Me too. They're a great source of protein. I'm a vegan. Me too. Seven, Seven years. years. So there's a... I don't want to say there's a me too theme going on, because, you know... <laughs> I mean, you can't even say me too anymore without it sounding like somebody about to get canceled. <laughs> I'm done. They're similar. They're too similar. For my liking yeah they're very similar and it's just rare i mean honestly you there are times where you meet people and they're like well you like that song too me too i like that movie too i like that food mm-hmm. i like that tv show it happens but this one was just like they like the same vegan snacks mm. and they've both been vegan for seven years i'm like ah, mm-hmm. no way they both got all types of degrees and shit. That's right. They both mooch off their friends. Mm-hmm. They've both been celibate for almost a year. And they have similar names. Lynn and Lenny. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really happy that they're vibing. And um, especially Lynn. She's super happy about this. So he grabs her hand and says, do you think you're ready to take this to the next level? And she gets really serious and says, yeah, I think so. And then he says, great. My name is Lenny. And she says, mine is Lynn. And then it's like, that's the moment where I was like, bitch, y'all niggas got the same names, but a male and female version. I mean, a girl and boy. (sighs) That's what she was obsessing over. Because my thing was, y'all don't made it this far. You don't know each other's name. Y'all don't had sex. You don't brought her home or she don't brought you home. I mean, I I guess that happens. You know how it be. (laughs) You know, shit gets sticky. I guess. (laughs) I was just about to be like, oh, yeah, like when you said you use a fake name, I was like, oh, yeah, we can't. Yeah, we got the. 
But I guess I ain't never been in no situation like that. We know each other's name. I at least looked you up on fucking. They didn't have Facebook back then. No, not but yet. Social media, like nah, we ain't finna. Uh, uh-uh. I gotta know your name at least. Maybe not last names. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weird not to know their names. Whatever names and that's they considered choose to the use. next level to them, and it's considered the le- next level to both of them. See, they're too similar. Right. That's a good call. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. That's scary. Y'all niggas look alike. Y'all both waffle color niggas with curly hair. I'm like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so apparently William is still writing to Pepito. And he sent Pepito a care package. Dear Pepito, I'm glad to hear my care package reached you safely. I'm sorry the banditos confiscated the cookies and the penicillin. (laughs) While you recover from your ringworm, I hope you enjoy the Spider-Man comic books I sent you. And when you're back on your feet, you can use the pages to plug the holes in your shoes. As I have not yet had a chance to go to Nike Town as you've requested in your previous letters. I'm like, shit, this kid is going through it. Mm. Is Pepito even real? I think he's real. I believe in Pepito. Mm. Okay. And this is all voiceover, by the way. It's William talking. I will say, Reggie Hayes has a very great voiceover voice. It's very calming. I feel like he can do, like, audiobooks Mm. or even a podcast. I mean, I don't know how his his voice doesn't sound like this anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, it's it's deep as hell now. Right, and it's a lot more hoarse, but back Mm -hmm. then... Yeah, I love these voiceovers. They sound really good. But while he's doing the voiceover, did you notice the montage of all the stuff that he was doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Why they showed him some white lady walking up to him, tapping him on the shoulder while he's sitting in the park, and he'd get up and power walk? Who is she? I I assume she was somebody from his job, because why the fuck else would you be power walking for some white bitch if she not... In, In your work clothes. Yeah. I just it was confusing I just want to know who this white bitch is do y'all power walk all the time like why are you in your work clothes power walking why not change into something I don't know but anyway then he tells Pepito that um, you can compare Joan to a wild boar she can be unpredictable and shifty and he also decided that him and her are better off friends so now he's gonna move on mm-hmm. and he moves on to a new love interest did you notice who it was Kenya Moore, OG baddie. Kenya Moore, who who plays Kara, and he meets her at Blue Bar, and they just say hello, and that scene ends. Mm-hmm. So then, what's really cool is that we see. Well, the next scene, I was really confused as to where we were because it was a totally different angle. With the um, the girls telling Lynn that her nigga might be her brother. Well, they were both there. Lenny and Lynn are telling the girls about how they met, all the things they like to do together that are similar. And then the capper of the whole evening was when we realized we're both allergic to cashews. (laughs) Yeah, and of course we found out that in the emergency room. That's where we discovered something else we have in common. No health insurance. Right, Mr. William Dent. Right you are, Joan Clayton. Wow, you two were meant for each other. And they think this shit's funny. And they look alike. Ooh. From the get-go, to be (sighs) honest, especially when, like... Niggas is adopted, so you don't really know where the family tree is kind of sort of coming from. I don't know. That's a really scary thing that I didn't think about until this episode. If you don't know your family, you won't know that you fucked them. <laughs> and Lynn is mixed, right? So it don't matter if he white or black. Oh, it could be white it could or be, black. You could be fucking who... Yo. Now you see where I'm coming from. 
You know what? <laughs> the points you know were the made. Fuck what? <laughs> so, Tony's like, listen, I don't want to be all up in your business, but uh, you two haven't done it yet, have you? And Lance says, huh, well, you know. <laughs> and Tony's like, ew, that's nasty, because you know y'all are brother and sister, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? And she's like, you're both tragic mulattoes. <laughs> Petty criminals. <laughs> I'm like tragic mulattoes that sounds like a movie <laughs> from like the 60s something. it's given very gone with the wind right something like that yeah mm-hmm. you see the vision we'll, we'll well i was gonna say we would make that movie but i don't want to make nothing in the 60s nah, i don't do that i don't even watch movies like that anyway she's like y'all are both petty criminals and you look like you've been rode hard and hung up wet Mm-mm. like horses Road hard and hung up wet. I didn't really get that reference, but uh, they just both look kind of like, you know, they don't be taking showers that often. You know that look. But like, I, I, I get the look that she's talking about. That bohemian, I don't shower, mm, peace and love type of shit. So Lynn's like, you know what? Honestly, she's like, I would know if I had a brother. How the fuck would you know that? <laughs> I think I said that to myself too. Maya's like, uh, you're adopted. Damn, she don't even know who her daddy is. Exactly. Like her biological daddy. So, that so, could happen in real life. Can you imagine that happening in real life? For sure. Especially with um these daddies that's rolling stones. You see what I'm saying? Nick Cannon. Well, yeah, that you got like siblings you ain't never met before or something like that. Nick Cannon. Well, Nick Cannon. I'm sure Nick Cannon know all his kids. And they all know each other. You think so? I don't think he would he would have kids and not be like, hey, kids, this is your new brother. No, what I'm saying is, is that every baby mama may not want all the the fanfare and the publicity of, oh, I'm Nick Cannon's 16th baby mama. Well, right. They're not going to tell us. Of Some of that might be chill, chill. But they're going to tell the other kids, like, listen, guys, you have a new brother or a new sister. You think Mariah? That way when you grow up, so you don't fuck each other. Thank you. Bye. You think you think Mariah Carey kids know know who their siblings are? Yeah, I do. Oh, I I think Nick's that kind of person who's so like all about family and having all his kids and being really proud of that that he would tell his Mariah's kids and all his kids about the new kids. Oh, that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that I believe that. I said that's unfortunate that. Mariah has to deal with that. But then again, she was the first one, so... Yeah, I think I think all the kids know each other. There's probably hundreds of them, but we only know all of them. It's fine. Why do we don't grow up to fuck each other? <laughs> probably hundreds <laughs> <I'm>... of them. <laughs> but this did... Something similar did happen on an SVU episode, but it was um, a daughter and a father, and they didn't know they were... They didn't know they were father and daughter. And they were like, we get along so well... <laughs> And it's like, I can talk to her and it's easy. And then yeah. the mom, the mom found out and told the dad. And I think, did he puke? I don't think. What? See? I don't think he puked. But he did have a very visceral reaction when he found out that he was having sex with his daughter. That could be avoided. He was, it was, it should have been avoided because she's underage anyway. That's what I'm saying. But, you know. That could be avoided by happened. you not being a fucking creep. Yeah. That's a great episode, guys. It's called Send in the Clowns. If you want to watch that episode, it's really good. I just told you the ending, so whatever. But if you want to see it for yourself, go ahead. Wow. I just orphaned you. First killed you. 
Um, so Lenny's like, nah, uh, we can't be siblings because I was born in Virginia and Lynn was born in L.A. I'm like, bitch. I don't mean a damn thing. First off, her her birth mom lives in Virginia. Second off, like Joan says, oh, well, that settles it because people never travel from state to state. Mm-hmm. Especially the papas that's rolling stones. Oh, of course. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Especially his dad's a musician. So oh. they on tour. They leaving their seat in every state. Period. So now they're like, thinking about it. They may as well take a DNA test. Oh, could you? I don't know if you can get one at like uh, CVS back then or something. But I mean, I think that Lynn has enough connections to get a DNA test. She could just have Joan pay for it. Or William. <laughs> just have Joan pay for everything. We always talk about like... <laughs> Like, uh, Tony, you could get legal advice from Joan. You could do this with Joan. Joan can pay for a PI for you. Or like, I mean, we just put everything on Joan and William. It's <laughs> hey, if William, I, I will, I will never get over this. If William can buy a five thousand oh, dollar pen, five thousand dollar pen, he could pay for Lynn's DNA test. That's chump change. Well, I guess it'd be Lynn and Lenny's because they could just swap them both and see if they match. Yep. And after that, y'all can get to fucking or not. Well, if you find out you're not... We gotta know what the test results say. Or not. I knew they weren't brother and sister. Come on. <laughs> Their features are totally different. I don't know. Oh. It's... Well, I guess they can have different moms. Exactly. That, too. They both got different mothers, so it's not gonna be exactly the same. But half half brother and sister, that's still nasty as fuck. A one-fourth oh, yeah, of brother. Course. Any kind of DNA. That's how you... uh make an eight foot tall inbred baby that way you don't want that <laughs> with superhuman strength huh anyway um so next we're at tony's apartment and she makes a phone call she's trying to call todd todd ain't picking up his phone so she leaving messages for the front desk like yo did you leave my message with my husband they're like yes and then she's like oh why he ain't calling me then in the front desk like bitch i don't know what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's the type of shit where you get the call. Like, I can see you on the phone saying some shit like, I don't know, bitch. Like, I I swear I gave him a message. Like, you trying to say I ain't give it to him? Don't be mad at me, bitch. Go talk to that nigga. I don't think he even wants you no more, honestly, because he would just, he would call you back if he wanted to. Period. And why the fuck you even got a call to front desk in this 2004, ho? Y'all got cell phones. So what you calling the front desk for? Your nigga don't want you. (laughs) He don't. Because he could text you. He could call you from his cell phone. If you got to call the front desk like it's the fucking 60s. And they gotta, you got to let the front desk pass the message along to your husband. Girl. It's a wrap for that. Go ahead and get, get Jonah dropped in papers. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so they send her a voicemail. And she's like, you know what? Okay, I'll leave a voicemail. So then she says. Hi, baby. It's me. Um... I'm not sure that you got my other messages, but I was just thinking about you. I saw on the news that it's raining in New York, so I hope you're staying dry and having fun. (laughs) Call me. I love you. I miss you. Bye. And she looks really sad. Dang. Well, so Lynn and Lenny are at Lynn's apartment. Oh gosh, Lynn and Lenny, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And they're making out on her couch, and he pulls up her shirt, and he goes, "Wow, look at that! 
I never noticed we have the same belly button. Mm-mm. Now it's just getting weird. So with this information from Lenny, she's like, bitch, I'm done. I'm fucking done. And Lenny says, listen, my parents have been happily married for 33 years, which come on, Lenny. <laughs> that don't, you don't mean make people cheat. shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that don't mean shit, Lenny. Happily married for 33 Shut up. And he's like, I have a brother and a sister. And he's pretty sure, pretty damn sure it's not Len. A lot of people are sure Lenny. And then they end up having half siblings they never knew about. Exactly. And you have a full brother and a full sister. You don't know what half siblings you got out there. Mm-hmm. You don't know. That's why them 23 and Me's be finding all your family, too. Uh, those could be, I yeah. mean, they could find a lot of information out. Yeah. His dad's a saxophone player. Lenny's dad. And she's like, did he ever have a hankering for bipolar girls? And he's like, come on, Len. And she's like, listen, I don't want to be on Jerry Springer showing off my four-legged baby just because I didn't do the research. Mm-hmm. So Lenny's like, there's no way you could really be my sister. Because if you were, there's one word in the English language that you cannot, you absolutely cannot pronounce. Paskebi? <laughs> Say it again. Paskebi? <laughs> Percocet? Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> what the fuck is Pagebi? <laughs> Where'd you get Pagebi? Isn't that what they said? I'm, I might have, you know, my handwriting. I just scribbled it. It's Paschetti. Paschetti. I was close enough. Like, but Pagebi is not a food. Paschetti is. But if I was to say it real quick... You would no. think I said it right. <laughs> no, okay. And so, Lynn, Lynn can't say spaghetti. I feel like I want to go back and see if she's actually said it before. Because I can't imagine that. You got too many degrees. Mm-hmm. And you're a musician. You should be able to articulate spaghetti. Mm, right, Um, It's possible. That's the one word. It's Paschetti. Yeah. It's there for a reason. He brought it up for a reason. That's because his family dumb. Like Lenny's dumb. <laughs> if you listen to the shit he's been saying, oh we my fam my parents have been married happily for thirty three years and uh, I was born in Virginia and she was born in LA. We couldn't possibly be sisters. He's dumb as a box of rocks. Of course he can't say spaghetti. Yeah, he's he's not the sharpest tool, you know. It's definitely beautiful gowns with him. But <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> really beautiful gowns and when i say beautiful gowns i mean his hair that is some lovely luscious locks oh, nice girl. curl pattern the curl pattern is popping what are you shea but it really is what is here it really is. whatever it's working so lenny lenn and lenny jesus i have so lenny lenn and lenny's parents <laughs> meet at skia to try and squash this shit and the guy playing his dad do you recognize him that's old boy from the Michael Jackson movies. <laughs> Who he play? He play Joseph. He play Joseph. I don't yeah. want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. You will lie. You will, and you will cheat. You will cheat. <laughs> Listen. Remember when MJ stood up to him finally? You don't remember that? When he got older, right? Yeah. Because he did it when he was a kid, too. They showed him when he was... um. He, they were doing rehearsal, 
and he was trying to whoop Michael and he was running around the house. Mm-hmm. So he talked back. Michael talked back. Well, from what it looked like in the movie. Period. My nigga been about that life. Gang, gang. You can you can do that to all these other <laughs> these other non no name people don't know around here, Jacksons. But Michael? But I'm, Michael Joseph Jackson? I'm keeping the lights on in this motherfucker. <laughs> Ain't nobody came to see you Otis. Talk to me nice, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> For this actor is Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, and he's playing Leonard. Very convenient. And do you know who the white woman is? I mean, I, is she somebody of significance? I mean, she's uh, Shirley from Laverne and Shirley. And I know somebody out there listening be like, y- y'all ain't gonna talk about Shirley? Oh, yeah, she is from Laverne. Nah, we gotta say that. We gotta say that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's, that's I was like, we can't show. just skip over the fact that this bitch is, is Shirley. So this is Cindy Williams. Uh-huh. She plays Lenny's mom, and Lenny's mom's name, guess what it is? Lennyanna? <laughs> no, it's Linda. Oh, they made it white. Okay. <laughs> they made it white. <laughs> <laughs> so his daddy talking about, oh, I smoked a lot of weed in the 60s, so, but I know if I knocked up some bipolar woman in Virginia. And that was when I realized, dang. Lynn's birth mom is from Virginia. Mm-hmm. So if Lenny was born there. It's possible. And Sandy, I know Sandy don't remember what day it is none of the time. She she would definitely not remember if she had another kid. Mm. <laughs> so the parents aren't taking it seriously. They're being really jokey and they're kikiing about this shit. Like they ain't scared of incest or something. But I think I remember if I knocked up some bipolar woman in Virginia. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, honey. We did have that threesome. What am I saying? That was in Florida with Janet Reno. Mom, what? She was a real cutie pie back then. In a big boy kind of way. See, this is why I thought that it could be something. Because if they're jokey about this, then they jokey about having kids in other states. Jokey about... They jokey about everything. This is not a laughing matter. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the way that they're laughing about it shows confidence in the fact that they know this shit ain't, y'all ain't related. That's why we laughing, because we know. Now, if we really weren't sure, we'd probably be like, damn, what, what date was it? Okay, so where were we? Where were we at? What, what, what's your birth mama look like? Or like? You know what I mean? So I feel mm. like it's a good sign that they're, that they're laughing. Okay, I guess. You know what they say, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. So... I don't think he should be laughing too, too much. Well, if he know where his dick's been, he's going to laugh. Because he know that, ain't his, that Lynn ain't his kid. And then, well, it's all in the dad, so whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, Linda ain't pop out no other kid. So, but it, it could be right. it's on the dad. It's on the dad. They playing around so much. They talking about, uh, son, there's something we got to tell you. You're adopted. When he said that, I was like, shit. So possibly. Oh, me. But... Of course lynn looks like she's about to shit right there at the table and they're like just kidding <laughs> whatever <laughs> um gotcha the mom's like yo calm down lynn's about to have a coronary and lenny's dad says careful those run in the family <laughs> <laughs> and that's when uh you know mom gives the blessing to lynn to date her son because they want some grandbabies and everything and the dad talks to the waiter and checks on where his paschetti is so mm. that's so particular though to not be able it to is. say spaghetti that's that gotta be your cousin or something 
That's what I'm saying. Between the spaghetti and then the mannerisms and then how many people you know who have a shitload of, of degrees, like a shitload of degrees. Right. That's not common. Who, who mooch, who all of these things that are common. So why do they have so much in common that's so specific? Yeah, this that ain't is like my favorite color is blue. Like, or... Right. I like long walks on the beach. Like, this is very, very particular things. They've both been vegan for seven years. They've both been vegan. That's already crazy. Yeah. For seven years? Mm-hmm. Did they start being vegan the exact same day seven years ago? Like, child. Yo, that shit sounded like the Twilight Zone or some, like, beyond belief factor fiction or some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Something supernatural is going on. Like, they're tied. Their emotions and their souls are tied. Mm, that's a real soul tie. Not what you share, but a bitch should be talking about. But, like, <laughs> a real one. <laughs> Yeah, she wasn't. She even had as much in common with Savat and none of her ex-boyfriends. Mm-hmm. So, but some people could also look at it as we're so compatible. We should just date. You imagine? Yeah, I think that there needs to be some differences, though, because here's the thing. You can't have two mooches in the relationship. Mm, you can't have two lazy niggas. Somebody got to bring the money. That's true. You know what? Right. Y'all both be broker than uh, her and Vasco when they were living exactly. in the garage. So exactly you see how how lynn got irritated yeah because nobody want a broke nigga so (laughs) so next we're outside of what looks like a supermarket and tony's helping maya sell her book by giving testimonials about how good it is (laughs) (laughs) and she's talking to a lady did you notice who the lady was who the lady it's lonnie love lonnie love is is the girl at the freaking supermarket listening mm-hmm. to tony lie about this damn book lonnie love <laughs> isn't there a story about her trying to be on this show it was some shit where allegedly because allegedly allegedly the, the girls and the boys like to tussle but <laughs> allegedly <laughs> allegedly she was supposed to be on the show she had auditioned and the whites told her um then they don't want no no big girls on the show they all got to be skinny. I mean, I, I believe it looking at the main cast. I'm not going to hold you. It don't look like nobody bigger than a size two on that motherfucker. Like, they yeah. were extra skinny on this show. Like, it look on purpose. It don't just look like it's happenstance. They was like, we measuring you when you come in the dough kind of shit. I feel like the women on this show are skinnier than their white female counterparts in Sex in the City. Like, is it just me? Like well, they're I've never skinny, seen that bro. show. I don't know their sizes. Like I don't know. I can't frame it except for that one with the short hair. She looked real skinny. The redhead. The redhead with short hair. Did you watch any of the episodes? Nah, I don't care enough about the white ladies. You don't fuck with that show, yeah? For the white bitches, it's just hard for me to to identify with them and relate to their, you know, whatever they talking about. Yeah, like that's white shit. I don't know that world. Yeah, but interesting. Yeah. The girls on this show, especially for being black. Like, when you're black, you're supposed to have something. Some I was going to say, I ain't want to make it a race thing. But, like, even when the black girls be skinny, they be this having a, a little something, podcast. something. I be looking at Maya like, damn. Like, when they turn around and they're running for stuff, you can really see the silhouette of their bodies. I'm like, damn. You can almost see their bones and their hips. Yeah. Like, in this scene when Tony's talking to Lonnie Love... And they should they because it's a one shot of Lonnie and then they flip to Tony. I don't know if it's the shirt Tony's wearing, but she just looks like frail, really frail in that outfit. And yeah, it maybe back then that was the standard. 
But nowadays, I don't think they would hire that, hire people like that. Because what's really cool about, like, I want to use a show like Rap Shit. The the two main girls on that show, they're shapely. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they would have been cast. If this was the early 2000s show, if Rap Shit was an early 2000s show, I could not imagine that they would be cast back then. So with Rap Shit in particular, they're trying to be rappers, right? Yeah. Well, then they have to look like the rappers, and the rappers are full-figured. Yeah, they got ass. So I feel like in Girlfriends, I think that those allegations with Lonnie, I think that there's something, there might be something to it, allegedly. Allegedly. But based on what we see on the show, it seems to be some kernel of truth with it. Especially when you actually see her on frame with one of the girlfriends, right? Like, that puts stuff in perspective when you see them next to each other. And you're like, hmm, that makes sense. I don't think they were there for that type of inclusivity back then, allegedly. Yeah, that's so sad. So Tony does this testimonial, this fake-ass, lying-ass testimonial, talking about... Before I read Oh Hell Yes, Mm -hmm. I was a postal worker. Uh Uh-huh. And I look like the love child of LaWanda Page and a sumo wrestler. Now look at me. I'm as if there are words. Hold on, let me look this up. LaWanda Page. Who the fuck is LaWanda Page? She, she's an old lady from Sanford and Son. what that mean, though? La I mean, she ain't, that much, she ain't that good of a looker, but... Page. They tried LaWanda. I mean, she not a baddie, but she not a bad-looking woman. She ain't. They made it seem like she was fugly. Like a Shrek or some shit. You, <laughs> y'all tried it. But Tony's like, now look at me. And Lonnie Love says, give me one for me, one for my mama, and three for my ugly cousin Sweet Pea. So Tony's like, yeah, that'll be $100. And she's like, bitch, $100? You take a check? And she writes a check. Well, she starts to write a check. Do you... Do you find it really weird that checks used to be so popular that you could just write one and that's your money? <laughs> Very weird. Like, you just hand somebody a fucking paper with the number on it and that's good. All right, bye. I'm taking all my shit. It's just weird that people used to walk around with them like a checkbook. Well, that's that's that. But you could lie and say anything on that thing. You could write any number. <laughs> and people yeah. are like, okay, cool. Thank you. Mm. Pieces of paper. How much is it? 20k sure let me write a check <laughs> two zero 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 here and you then go you already you already got the product or service then you call the you're bank already out the door and be like listen i don't know what the fuck they talking about yeah you're already out the door with the product <laughs> <laughs> but maya thinks the same shit because she's like uh uh-uh, don't come around here with them checks head on over to the girl scouts they look stupid <laughs> <laughs> so she looks at tony all suspicious tony's like i'm just trying to help and uh maya's like why either you dying or you don't kill somebody either way you're trying to get right with the lord tony don't be bringing me and my book into satan's business don't do it Mm. tony's like i don't need i don't need to get right with nobody my life is perfect she lying anybody who says their life is perfect always lying oh yeah if you gotta say that Mm -hmm. now she's like well excuse me i gotta go with who my husband remember that you used to have one. Tony. Mm, my oh my, how the high and mighty have fallen. Um, Here's the thing. When I am dating somebody, I don't even like to 
use that as a flex because niggas will, as a whole, can embarrass you in a split second. <laughs> so, bitch, I be real quiet. You see what I'm saying? Real, because yeah, you never about this. know. Nobody will know until the honeymoon and what we're you, doing. Not nah, fuck it, never, after the honeymoon. That's no. what I'll tell everybody. That, and even, like, when people do know, I'm not even comfortable with going, like... Well, if you got a husband, bitch, you don't know what your husband doing. I'm not even comfortable saying no shit like that because these niggas out here is crazy. Like when women be like, oh, my man would never do that. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, you just chose the wrong one. Well, if you had a husband, bitch, uh uh-uh. You ain't never going to hear them (laughs) words out my mouth. (laughs) Never brag about your man. Never. Never. Ever. Never. I don't care if you're dating Jesus Christ. The Lord. <laughs> Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. Do not brag. Cause he the second that leaves your lips. Uh-huh. And don't be trying to don't be trying to shame bitches either. Well, you ain't got a husband, bitch. Mm-mm. That karma gonna come back real quick. Uh-huh. Quicker than Amazon. Quick! Like you Zane Boat, bitch. Quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna learn soon enough i was like when she said that to maya i was like well y'all can't be friends no more because that's like yeah you can't come back from that that was a cutter yeah but maya's like okay you're going through some shit i'm gonna let it ride um side note who did maya's makeup i don't like it fuck the makeup shit what's up with her hair it wasn't blended i don't know like the whole glam was off in this scene i didn't like the hair the makeup looked mad ashy like they got her she must have showed up late to hair and makeup i don't (laughs) that'd be happening when i do background sometimes you just be like like you be stuck somewhere else like wardrobe for too long and then when it's time to get hair and makeup you only got a few minutes so they got to do some shit real quick Mm. Mm -mm. yeah they, that's the only they, thing i could think of because i know good and well they could have blended that hair a little better oh i i did not like it at all and i knew they know what they was doing because when you see her in the other scenes she looks fine so what happened with this one? last week she looked great when she was um fighting with lynn about Jalen. yes hair was laid yeah she looked really good golden were you late <laughs> <laughs> she might have been late or the hairdresser was late and they had to do a um use an understudy or some Ooh, shit some new nigga some new bitch it's looking real ghostly like yeah. she looks like a floating head so yeah maya knows that tony's going through some shit so she don't really say nothing back because we know on a regular old day maya would have said some shit all right like bitch you got a nigga but um your nigga got you in a deficit because he broke his fuck and he in debt so fuck is you talking about oh there would have been a lot of shit maya could have said but she does ask what's going on with you um you and todd in trouble and she says girl the only trouble we're having is deciding where we're going to dinner tonight i'm like hold up so maya don't know she that todd is in new york none of the girls know that i mean if he ain't even tell his wife he definitely ain't gonna tell the friends well, Tony need to tell her friends. Yeah. Tony ain't tell the friends, hey, my, you know, Todd is in New York doing a new job. I guess because then she'd have to, they'd have to be like, well, why aren't you with him? Exactly. And then you got to explain that shit. Oh, and that- then they're going to be like, oh, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you have to tell the truth or you have to give them this information, then you have to explain the circumstances. So right. she knows. So she may as well just keep the whole thing quiet. Mm-hmm. 
so Tony walks off and we get some nice camera work, some nice outdoor camera work. Did you see these fucking cameras? It was real cute or whatever. I said, okay, come on, budget. Come on. I was like, let's go with the money. These cameras moving. Come on, different scenes. Okay. It was like an episode of fucking CSI or some shit. They walk <laughs> around outside LA and shit. We outdoors, bitch. Uh, we outside. So Tony pulls out her phone and tries to call Todd. And she's like, Todd, I ain't playing with you. Your little ass better call me. I'm walking around town like Goonie Goo Goo talking about I got a husband. I don't even know where my husband is. But for real, though, I love you. I miss you. Call me. Girl. Mm. He don't want you. She's I promise. I, I miss you, motherfucker. Call me. Well, I said I miss you. God damn, Todd. Girl, <laughs> you gotta stand up. You gotta, you gotta beg this nigga, girl. So then we see an outdoor shot of Maya out on the street selling her book at a at a busy intersection. She's she's making that cash. Mm-hmm. She's standing right next to a dude selling socks and oranges and mm. flowers. Mm-hmm. She got Jabari out there. It's definitely given um, Easton Parkway, Flatbush, all the people to be. Um... <laughs> well, it, it's like it looked like a train. Like people be on a train sometimes selling shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's Especially doing. Especially that candy. Right. They keep saying, "Oh hell yes, twelve dollars, twelve dollars." It's a little. Um, they're doing a little sale, mm-hmm. and that's when cousin Ronnie drives up. He was looking for her all day. He says, uh, some news is just too big for the cell phone. So the whites are looking into <laughs> Maya. <laughs> they looking into Maya and they want to throw some cash for her book, a publishing company. Okay. And Ronnie said they want to sign her to a deal, fly her to New York first class, put her up in a four star hotel. Mm. And he <laughs> says, they're going to sign you to a five figure deal. I was like, not enough zeros. Yeah, that's like only up to ninety thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could be if it five figures, they could be like, well, ten thousand is five figures. So yeah, but get out of here with that. Mm. Nah, once tax. Let's say six, right. and we'll talk. Right. Period. Yeah. So I'm like, well, why would they call Ronnie? Who is Ronnie to her? <laughs> Ronnie, huh? Her new manager, quote unquote. Well, he say that, but I don't know. I was like, hmm, okay, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. So, um, Maya and Jabari get in the car, and I love this part. I wasn't going to say nothing about this part, but Ronnie, Ronnie buys some stuff from the Spanish guy. Like, he's selling socks, oranges, and, and roses. Mm-hmm. And he goes, muchas gracias. You know I'm bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually funny. Because Ronnie. Oh, yeah. Ronnie delivers his lines really good. Him and Peaches. Where do we know him from? He's been in other stuff. He's probably no. been in other black sitcoms. Yeah. I'm thinking of like Moesha, the Parkers, that type of situation, Steve Harvey show. His face is so familiar. Lamont yeah. Johnson. Hold on. Yeah, so he was in a lot of black stuff, half and half. My wife and kids, all of us. Oh, he's been in all them shits. Okay. Hey, he Mr. Those. Cooper. Living Single, In the House, Family Matters, Parenthood, Martin, Sister, Sister, well, Fresh damn. Prince. Stunt for a <laughs> bitch. The Five Heartbeats. Yeah, so he's, he's he, he did the whole... Well, the 90s was really good for black actors. For sure. Golden Age. For sure. Yeah, like you... I don't know if we'll ever get back to that. 
you could yeah. just do all the black shows you was eating back then if you could if you were an actor a black actor in hollywood i don't know if we'll ever get back to that because um you know everything is like mix 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 now right niggas don't really want to have a black show and call it a black show and say this is for black people you know and also, if they're going to have that, it's going to be on one of the paid networks. It ain't going to be on one of the networks you can get with an antenna. It ain't going to be on ABC, Fox, uh-huh. NBC. It's going to be on HBO. Stars. Um, Stars, Showtime. They put it on those channels. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool about this scene, it's, all, it's a one-shot. This scene of them trying to sell the books and being in the car, two minutes long. And... Mm all one shot so if somebody misses a line you have to do it over again but what's really cool is these are all professionals so they probably have to do it that many times mm-hmm. next we're at jones house we see a whole nother angle we ain't never seen before they're trying to really give us some new shit for this mm-hmm. finale and it's a view from the patio into where the couch is and stuff and we find out that lenny is not lynn's brother mm-hmm. you are not the father not the father cue the dog running <laughs> so Joan's like oh well he could be your kissing cousin but she's playing around she's kidding she's like but that's great you found a, a boyfriend and Lynn's like nah I broke up with him anyway mm-hmm. and I need to go find my dad because I don't know that side of my family and I need to know who I'm fucking mm. she's like I could have slept with my daddy Ooh. yeah, Girl, you out you that's nasty so that's when we see Lynn she makes a little quick trip over to Virginia Ain't no quick trip. That's the whole other coast. She's a jet setter for someone who's so um who's oh. so broke. Maybe Joan paid for it. <laughs> True. Or William. Or William. Yeah. What else he got to do? I'm surprised he didn't give her a, a PJ to fly in. <laughs> since he liked to spend money for no reason. But we see Lynn meeting up with Sandy, and Lynn has some questions. What what kind of shit happened in this Sandy situation? What happened to my daddy? Like, what's good? Well, her daddy. And then Sandy is like, well, ask my mom. And then the mom is right there cleaning. I, I didn't even realize that that was um, Lynn's mom mom. So Lynn's grandma. Because she kind of looks like the help. It's Lynn's biological grandmother. Yes. Yes. She's giving the help. She's cleaning. She so- is cleaning. <laughs> she does seem like the maid. Yeah. The, the mammy. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, so the grandma pretty much said, um, yes, we sent him away because we paid him off, told him to go away. And Lynn's mom finally says it. And she's like, because he was a black man. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Sandy's mom's like, that boy was after our money. I was like, boy. And you know it. And never. When she said boy, oh, nah, that was, I know what you mean when you say boy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And apparently, so, yeah, they want Sandy being with this, um, with this black dude. And I guess they put Lynn up for adoption because they ain't want no. No black kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to keep kid. the the bloodline pure, mm-hmm. I guess. But this was a thing they would do back in the day in the South. I mean, I heard some shit like pe- this. People still do that. Well, yeah. Yeah. The well, whites. Yeah. I'm just saying. They got money, money. Oh, they still do that. <laughs> they don't want none of that air to be. Uh, they don't want the future Hilton to be Carisha. 
or somebody oh, with a curl pattern or bitch. somebody with a curl how pattern do, what do we put in the hair like what do, how do we maintain this you, you see how they treated megan megan markle well, the bronze ain't pay megan to go away but she had the baby right right okay so, all right we good yeah i would have liked to know how much they paid him though like how much money the niggas got to be paying in niggas the 70s off? yeah shit I mean, a hundred k? How much? She she was dating dudes that ain't really had nothing though. She like musicians. Oh, so maybe twenty like, k. Like blues musician. I'm thinking somewhere like twenty k. Hmm. With inflation, that'll probably be close to hundred thousand or something. But right, something feels like twenty thirty k. That's like nothing. Unless you just don't give a fuck and don't, you know how some men are. They're like, oh, I would have done it for free. Shit. <laughs> I don't want no kids. <laughs> I want to get it for a burger. <laughs> <laughs> All I had to do was buy me a pack of Newports. I would have been. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the mom said that she did it to protect Sandy. And mm-hmm. Sandy's like, bullshit. He did it because he was black. Mm-hmm. And her mom said, well, he took the money, didn't he? That's on period. I mean, some points were like, made. Well, then, well then mic shit. Drop. She, she made a fucking point i think she dropped the mic and left the room after that i don't know she yeah. definitely dropped her cleaning um whatever she was cleaning with and dipped yeah <laughs> she dropped the swiffer and left the fucking room uh-huh oh chow damn well how much was it lynn <sighs> you don't ask the right amount of, the right type of questions girl yo she probably asked it once it, once the the mic drop happened she probably did ask because I, I, I they cut the be, scene too early <laughs> <laughs> I would be very curious to know well what do you guys think listeners mm. at hell yes girl on twitter I think you were on the money 2030k literally so next we're at blue bar William's on a date with Kara played by Kenya Moore America's sweetheart and <laughs> OG baddie housewives of Atlanta fame and William starts the scene with one of his specials when he says, here's the thing about you women. Yeah. Oh, God. That's that's William. That'll get him. Yep. Panties off for this one, I guess. <laughs> he always thinks he knows something about women because he has four female best friends. Like, he's a fucking expert. Yeah. And for somebody who so has four female best friends, he always gets it wrong. Like, yeah, he can't even, like, you should be the most, like, you should be the expert. ladies' man, fucking, because you should be Hitch, pretty much. Mmm, we love Hitch. That's one of yeah. my favorite rom-coms. I love that movie. Shout out to Will Smith. We, we love of the show, Willie. Will Smith. A friend of the show. My cousin, my cousin Will. Come mm. on, show, let's talk. Big Willie. Fresh Prince himself, <laughs> you know. So they're talking about that, about how women like, he says women like to reevaluate relationships during um, Sunday football. So they're just talking about that shit. And Joan walks up. And by the way, I love her outfit. I love that top. Super cute. We love. (sighs) I wish that they would just put out like clothing lines based on the girls. That would be super cute. I remember Scandal Scandal had did that. Oh, really? So that's a thing people do? Well, if the show is big enough, yeah. Scandal did that. Holy shit. I would love, like, Joan's outfits. I, I think she dresses closest to how I would dress. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but I love her hair. I love her outfit. She comes up and she says, Wow, William, I haven't seen you in, like, a week. Where have you been? But obviously, he's been avoiding Joan. 
Right. Uh, he says, hey, yeah, I've been here trying to woo Kara. And she's like, oh, shit, you're on a date. Damn. My bad, my bad, my bad. I'm going to leave mm-hmm. and sit over here and wait for um, Tony. But William's like, no, here, I'm going to introduce you. This is Kara. This is Joan. Joan, this is Kara. Me and Joan are old work friends. And Kara's like, oh, I got to go to the restroom. Uh, just you two catch up while I go. I'm like, would, would you have left him alone? I'm assuming that they just met. So, I mean, why not? Nigga, I don't really know you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. The uh, bitch got to pee, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Joan's like, well, she's cute. He says, well, you know how I do. And Joan's like, well, yeah, I know you usually don't. That's why I didn't want to interrupt y'all. <laughs> Good call, Joan. Mm-hmm. And she asks William to buy her a drink. And he says, okay. And then he orders her drink perfectly. Mm. Bartender, a mojito, please. Easy on the sugar, light on the mint, and Perrier no club soda. And if you could use the Haitian, Haitian rum. To a T. Down to the Haitian rum. And it's, it's a very complicated order. Uh-huh. Which impresses Joan. So Joan gives William a recap of what's going on with the rest of the girls. You heard about Maya? She's going to get published. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, she can find time to write a whole book, but she can't type up a three-page memorandum. I know. I'm proud of her, though. Me, too. Me, too. Yeah. Don't tell her I said that. She'll ask for more days off. Seriously. (laughs) And guess who's uh, going to find her father? Really? Yeah. That was bound to happen. Yeah. Isn't that funny how life keeps changing? You know, I mean, Lynn could find her father, and what's that going to do to her life? I'll give her somebody else to mooch off. And then me. Whoever would have thought I was going to quit being a lawyer and do what I'm doing now. <laughs> Mooching drinks off the employed. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, basically, I've become Lynn. But Tony's been married for a whole year. Mm. I lost a hundred bucks on that one. <laughs> Tony's been married for a whole year? A year. A whole 365 days. And that's already falling apart. Damn, it's about to be a wrap. Well, when it's built on lies, that's that's what you get. Yeah, that's true. She goes, and then you. Look at you, William. You made senior partner. Of course, it's not a surprise it was going to happen. You deserve it. They'd be a fool to let you go. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he leans in and kisses her. Mm. He kisses her on the lips. Yeah. Very awkward. Was that your initial reaction? Yeah. Because here's the thing. When she's saying that, there's no sexual undertone, right, with her saying it. It's very much like how she would tell Tony or whoever, one of the other girlfriends. So the fact that William just kisses her, it was very awkward for me to watch. Like, I was like, where did you get that from? She's obviously... Like, she's doing a recap of her friend group. And you are one of the friends. And she's saying how proud she is of you. That means she's trying to fuck? Boy, if you don't move. (laughs) I don't think he thought she was trying to fuck. He just really likes her. And I know I've seen... Most people don't like this shit. Most people said they thought it was gross. It was cringe. Whatever. And I did see some people look at the fact that he didn't at all ask for consent. And... Usually I wouldn't care about that kind of thing, but Joan does not look comfortable. At all. Yeah. She looks like she's trying to get away. She does not look at all like she wants this. Mm-hmm. You see her shoulders are, like, real up and yeah. cramped up. It's just like, oh, she no. She looks 
like very uncomfortable she has her hands up almost like she wants to push him away but she doesn't and then when he pulls away she still looks scared Mm. i don't i'm all for joan and william but i'm torn on the kiss i'm Mm. torn on the moment Mm -mm. it wasn't romantic at all it was very much forced it was like ugh. and then like it kind of lasted a little too long for my liking for a kiss that of that nature like that was for the moment yeah like i feel like her shoulders was up for a good 2.5 seconds longer than what it should have been yeah i feel like in real life she would have either pulled away because it was a while she could have pulled away if she didn't feel comfortable or she would have tried to push him off or something it did seem a little too long Mm -hmm. for someone who wasn't comfortable or looked uncomfortable Mm. Um, and he says after he gets done kissing her he's like I'd be a fool to let you go I'm sorry Joan I can't stop thinking about you I've tried to but I can't I know we're just friends and everything but I want there to be more I know I can make you so happy I love you Joan hmm well alright Kira comes back and goes hey so are you guys all caught up first of all you went to the bathroom for like a minute stop yeah unless you was taking a shit that was a long bathroom break <laughs> But in TV land, it is what it is. Yeah. And Joan says, yeah, and runs off. She runs. Yeah. So final, final scene. Maya is in New York. You see that? New York. (laughs) So did you you notice all the the things in this scene that showed us that this wasn't actually New York? Uh, Yes. Um, They tried to make it (laughs) diet New York. You know. When you ain't trying to spend the money yet, you gotta... They were like, we can't really fly all out. I don't know. Um, (laughs) This is a studio lot. This ain't no fucking New York. First off, it's too clean. Uh, That shit look like the lots they do the live musicals on. Like NBC. Oh my god, like when they do like... um, like like live grease or shit like that's what they should be looking like (laughs) so it's too clean the subway exit is wrong it say bleaker 6 v f d yeah like that's not the train that's there i don't know what the vfd why they would be there um bleaker don't stop there and they don't don't stop at bleaker we we don't got a v train there used to be a v train a long time ago it wasn't yellow though the F to oh. D are orange. The V yeah. was orange too, not yellow. So the subway sign is wrong. And she gets off the the train and she's on the phone. And I don't know who she's talking to, but she said, I'm here in New York. I took the A train down from Harlem. There is an A train that comes down from Harlem, but it don't stop at Bleecker. I don't know how she got to Bleecker. Yes. And also, the A train runs west. The green line runs east. Runs east. I mean, it stopped in Soho at Bleecker. The green line. But how did you get from the A to the six? That's the that's the crazy part. That's that's not a thing. And um, why you in Harlem? Why you came down from Harlem? There's no airport there, and your people don't have you staying there. The people that put you up in the in the the hotel. It's in Midtown. They ain't gonna put you in Harlem. They, they probably would have her in Midtown as far as like her staying because it's close because it's close to everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just none of this is making any sense as true New Yorkers. Yeah. I'm just I know people that are not from New York are like, what the fuck are they talking about? I'm just saying. 
<laughs> I don't like when they do stuff like this. It's just like, come on now. You all you had to do was ask somebody from New York. Yeah, yeah. The right signs and the right dialogue. So, yeah. But she gets off the train and she throws her hat in the air like Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. And a white guy catches it and runs off and steals it. Welcome to New York. Yeah, that that, that was about right. Definitely. You throw Great episode. Shit. I loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. We, we, we loved it. Shout out to yeah. you, Mara. Thank you, Mara, for for lacing that, that hot track. <laughs> so done. next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. Etsy, what was your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment was when Lynn was visiting her mom. And then the mom said, well, you guys sent him away because he was a black man. But then the grandma said, (laughs) but he took the money, didn't he? Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes. You better drop that mic, that Swiffer. Grandma. Drop that Swiffer. Mm-hmm. Well, my oh, hell yes moment was when Ronnie came and picked up Maya from the side of the road and said, girl, get in. We we about to fly the fuck out. We got a deal. Because <laughs> you imagine being on the side of the road thinking like, this shit's hot out here, man. Hopefully I can make a few bucks to, you know, for my yeah. time. Right. And then he just like, guess what? You don't even do this shit no more. Pack it up and leave. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know that's right. That's a, that's the shit you see in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's that's it. Shout out to Oh Hell Yes, our namesake. Mm-hmm. So um, that's it for this show. Hit us up on the social, the social meet at Hell Yes Girl. If you have any anything that you want to tell us about this episode, any thoughts on the way William kissed Joan, mm. let us know. Also, go on to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, Spotify. <laughs> and give us five stars and leave a review we'll read it on the air next episode is called new york unbound Hmm. i know etsy's already watched this one because i mean you know it just happens sometimes where the thing thing put episodes together that's supposed to be um separated so well you got your notes done early so that's good you don't gotta worry about that (laughs) <laughs> you can give it another watch just to be sure though right y'all gonna like it though it's, it's lit it's lit yeah that episode's really good i think one of <laughs> i think my favorite joke of the series is in that episode mm. <laughs> so yeah join us next week when we cover new york unbound until then and as always i'm nettie smith and i'm etsy Rowe, and we will see you next week bye guys bye.